rapture in that blessed home on high when we redeemed again we how we'll sing that heavenly anthem in that city in the sky when we redeemed again Watch like snow, angry from sea.
Yes, hello everyone. I'm Chaplain John McTurnan, and everything's going fine uh, except for the PowerPoint presentation, which I've been working feverishly uh, trying to get up and post, and it will not post. So um, we're going to just read the scriptures now, and I had a whole bunch of things posted ready to go, and I'll try and get it up um, maybe while Pastor Fred is praying. But it's very, um, these are the little things. I was working fine yesterday, oh, uh, not yesterday, Tuesday. I have no idea what the problem is. Everything appears to be working just fine now. And um, But I can't get the PowerPoint presentation to show here. Uh, let me read the scriptures um, that we want to open the show with. And it's from Acts. But this is that which is written by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. And I shall show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's Acts chapter 2, verses 16 through 21. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit began on the day of Pentecost, and it will continue until the great, as it says here, and, and Acts, notable day of the Lord come, it involves whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So um, that's what we do tonight. We're going to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, among other things. And I should have with me uh, Pastor Fred Peatman. Let me take a look here. And he is here. Hello, Pastor Fred. Yes, uh, welcome, and uh, thank you for having uh, the time to pray and uh, join together with the folk. It's wonderful. And the teaching tonight, uh, this time, is going to be on? Oh, yes, yeah, see, that's my fault. I didn't, um, I thought it was going to be you. So we had a little mix-up here. Oh, um, I thought this you is, had this is um, Thursday night, isn't a PowerPoint it? presentation on... It was to be on on uh, on my uh, portion of the rapture. Um, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> I can't get the PowerPoint up, Pastor Fred. I have no idea okay. what's going on. Um, so there's a little bit of mix-up. I should have discussed that with you earlier to coordinate it because I don't have. Um, I want to change, do some things to your verses. So, um, all right, we'll we'll set that up I hope for. You're not- Next week, retranslating it. I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. Re- retranslating it. No. Retranslating it. You said I got to set something up on my verses. No, the the, 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 the um. The, the I looked at it. Scripture. I looked at it, and I have the, the verses aren't. They're right, but the setting isn't right. For example, I left out first in First Thessalonians. It just says Thessalonians. So there were a number of little corrections I had to make. So that's. That's what I'm talking about. There is uh, making those those corrections. Okay, now I'm going to try again one more time to get the uh, 
I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. And let's see what happens here. Nope, I cannot get it open, Pastor Fred. So okay. on my well, screen, well, well. it's open. Uh, it's it's Everything's right, but I can't get it over to open up so you could see the PowerPoint presentation. I will have to talk to Nate to find out what happened. So I can't do it. So what we'll have to do is um, we can just uh, share things from the Scripture and then pray. Amen, amen. I um, have this uh, friend of mine, a person that I've known for quite a while, and it's it's sad that he passed away. He, he had cancer for six or seven years. There's a builder here, a contractor, uh, a wonderful gentleman who looked after his family and his uh, his children. One of his children is a doctor, and the other is a teacher. And um, but he was totally totally opposed to uh, anything to do with the Lord. And uh, it's really devastating when uh, you have somebody that uh, is is not willing to listen to, or not listen to, but even to be open to the, the things of the Lord Jesus, and who knows that they are about to pass away, uh, who knows that they are um, have uh, a sickness which is going to lead to death. And uh, there were other times I would say it would be best to know where we're going. Uh, even though he, uh, his wife says he admired me, but I, I just it hurt me so much that he admired me. I wish he would have admired the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. It would have helped. And um, it's it's one of those things in life. Uh, but we have this these verses on, uh, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? In Isaiah 25, 8, the Lord's God will wipe away tears from all faces. That's for those who, uh, who are born again um, by the Spirit of God through belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there's quite a few... Uh, scriptures that tell us that those tears are going to be wiped away from us in, uh, in, in days to come. Hosea thirteen fourteen, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from um, me. That's um, That was actually a... Uh, um, a, a judgment on those who uh, who reject it. Then Jeremiah fifteen six. I'm weary of uh, of the, um, with repenting. I've had enough. The Lord said to those who would not turn and uh, listen. Um, we need to teach our children to be obedient and to listen and to hear uh, instruction. This is a day and age in which. Children uh, uh, actually are taught to, uh, I think, um, to not obey and to, to believe that they are better than their, their elders and uh, that the, the children are worshipped too much by, by, by the modern parents. And they're not willing to teach them uh, to listen and to obey. Everything they do seems to be, you know, a, uh, a wonderful thing. But um, going back to the uh, idea of, of 
this idea of repenting and turning to the Lord and, and listening to the word of the Lord. Uh, again, we have this Revelation 7.17, the Lamb and God shall wipe away all tears. Uh, it's also in 21.4. So we have this, um, as far as the rapture is concerned, the Lord has planned for us uh, a time when we shall uh, be with him, when we shall go up to be with him, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those that are alive will be caught up to be with him in the air. And then there's the um, there's very little spoken about it, but we we believe, and and Scripture makes it clear, John, that uh, there's to be the marriage supper of the Lamb, and uh, there's coming a time when He sets up His kingdom, uh, His millennial reign, and uh, tears are going to be wiped away. But I, um, there's, there's, there's got to be a, a time when uh, there is work to be done yet, even in the millennial kingdom. Isn't that, John? Isn't there a teaching that is to be taught? And uh, it's, it's to be the time of uh, bringing in many into the kingdom, but also uh, explain to us what that time is all about, John. Uh, during, during the millennial reign of the Lord? Yes. Um, what will what will the, the Christians be doing? Well, what will uh, there, there will be uh, Earth and will have uh, nations, won't they? And uh, people will be going to uh, look at the Lord Jesus Christ sitting on His throne in the temple in Jerusalem. Is that right? Yeah. Let me uh, go to scriptures and uh, from Revelation chapter five, and it says um, it's talking about. Well, let, let's just read it. And they sung a new song in verse 9, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So there's work for us to be done during the tribulation, I mean during the millennial reign of the Lord. And what uh, will life be like on earth at that time? Well, uh, all of the, in the, there's quite a bit of writing actually about it. Ezekiel is, is really clear about it. And he talks about, you know, the lion uh, and Isaiah, the lion is going to lay down with the lamb. Uh, there'll be no, um, violence like that. And then the, um, There'll be a tremendous time of harvest. The, um, the planters will be overtaken by the reapers. You know, the, there won't be like any, the, the good things are going to grow like weeds grow now. And there won't be sin. There won't be sin as we know it now. Uh, there, there won't be sin on the earth as we know it. In fact, the scriptures show that uh, a person that is alive and well born right as the millennial reign starts they can live through the entire uh, thousand years it'll be something like uh, the way it was in the day of Adam you know how they lived to be 900 and Methuselah lived to be what 969 years 69 so life um, is going on on earth in what is called will be called the millennial reign there will be a work that will be done and but it'll be um, 
not by the sweat of one's brow as a result of the curse on the earth. The curse will be removed on the earth and uh, everything will produce. And and yet there will be things to be done. There will be, won't there be people to be won over to the Lord? Um, and um, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, here we are, we're going to reign on earth. And what what are we going to reign over? Well, the people during the millennial reign realm reign of the Lord. So there will be literally millions on earth. Oh, you you figure a thousand years past the Fred, and no war with perfect environment, uh, people not dying. Uh, I mean, I have no idea what it could be after a thousand years. Uh, of course, well, well, there isn't a great number percentage-wise, going into the millennial reign. Um, uh, I don't have I have no idea, but it's going to be a fraction of what uh, the population is now. Will so, there be families? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I can I can show you that. And do you want me to show you in Scripture? Yeah. Okay, we'll go to Zechariah. Chapter 12. Um, and this is at verse 10 tells us, um, all right, verse 10 is the Lord's coming. Zechariah 12:10. And I will pour upon the house of David and the spirit and the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one is in bitterness in for his firstborn. And then I'm going to drop down to verse 12. And the land shall mourn every family apart, every family apart, the family of the house of David apart with their wives, the family of the house of Nathan apart with their wives, the family of the house of Levi apart with their uh, wives, and the family of Shimei apart with their wives apart and and all the families that remain every family apart and, and their wives apart so there is to be a civilization on earth uh, under the reign of um, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Heavenly Father yes and he he will have a temple there will be a temple and um, the whole world will be um, moving towards going to see that temple and required to do it, or yes, um, yes, they'll be required. Yes, and they, but so there is this. Um, there's not much teaching on this that there is to be this uh, thousand-year reign, which is going to be uh, a time of uh, so so different, so wonderful, because the Lord will be there in. In, our, in the presence of, of all in the world. Is that right? Yeah, I, I just want to add something that um, the Lord, to the best of my knowledge, when I look at scriptures, the Lord doesn't um, refer to it as a temple. We do, but he refers to it as his house. And let me, let me show you this here. Ezekiel 43 um, the Lord's reigning now. And um, 
And we get to verse uh, 11. If they be ashamed of all that they have done, now this is the Lord speaking to the prophet, show them the form of the house and the fashion thereof and the going out thereof and the coming in thereof and all the forms thereof and all the ordinances thereof. And then he goes to verse 12. This is the law of the house upon the top of the mountains. The whole limit thereof around about shall be most holy. Behold, this is the law of the house. Now we go to Isaiah chapter 2, and it says, um, verse 2, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and he shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. And then it says so there the, will be there will be this uh, geographic area of Jerusalem that will be like a tableland that'll be uh, set up um, and built basically by the Lord Jesus, and um, everything will center around that as far as this world is concerned for those a thousand years. Isn't that correct? Well, Pastor Fred, if the Creator of the universe. <laughs> is sitting in uh, um, in his magnificent house in what's referred to as Mount Zion there, I guess that that would be the center of everything. What do you think? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And now, there this, is, this is a little... Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, there'll be pockets of nations or peoples throughout the, uh, the known uh, Earth. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, the Earth's going to be re, be uh, repopulated. Absolutely, absolutely. So things will be going on. A life there will be a life that would be hard for us to describe because it will be within the presence of the Lord, being in Jerusalem, and this whole Earth having a different focus than on self and rebellion and sin and uh, violence and, uh, and and all the things that um, the prince of the power of the air will have been um, put into a, a jail for a thousand years. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. That's uh, Revelation chapter 20. But Pastor Fred, um, I want you to undertake it. Um, I want to give Noah as an example. When... Noah went into the flood just before, I mean, when Noah went into the ark just before the flood, and when we look at scriptures, it said the earth was watered by a um, mist that came up from the earth, and that there was a firmament in the heavens. And the firmament was a, like, water canopy over the earth. So the earth was like a big terrarium. And, and we know that about the water because when the flood came, it said that the, the Lord opened up the windows of heaven and the water, and then the fountains of the deep were broken and all. So when Noah came out of the ark, the world was unrecognizable to him. Right? Yeah, for sure. Because it, uh, it had sustained a cataclysmic um a natural, well, not heavenly disaster. Right, right. So now picture the world we live in now, and on the other side of the Lord's coming, the Lord has returned, but there are no mountains. (laughs) 
<laughs> that the cities are gone. Uh, and I believe that the Lord's going to reestablish the firmament again in the heavens. So, so there will be this vapor, this mist that would be, like, as you say, the, similar to what we know about a terrarium. Yeah. So that will even out the temperature in the earth and the, the uh, poles. The, I, I doubt there will be um, ice caps. It'll, it'll so be there like, won't be any, any weather forecasters. Yeah, it'll be beautiful, <laughs> beautiful every day. So uh, it's going to be a radical, radical change that we really can't relate to, just like Noah could not relate to the change. But I want to show you something here uh, from the, the prophet Zephaniah, not Zechariah, but Zephaniah. And this is, it says, in that day, which means the day of the Lord. And the day of the Lord also includes the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see where uh, I just had it here. Uh, okay, here it is. Looking at verse 16. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to Zion, let thy hand, let, and let not thine hands be slack. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. And he will rest in his love, and he will joy over thee with singing. Oh, that's wonderful! Can you imagine? And we can't. We can't. We are such uh, brutal types that we can't imagine what it's going to be like, uh, other than the words that we're. Uh, it's, it's been described as a uh, the bride coming down the aisle. Uh, looking at the at the bridegroom, I mean, the, yeah, and and then rejoicing over the him with singing over over the, her with singing. It's a it's a picture that is, it, it's it's like an artist's picture that we we can't see real, really well. Yeah, but it is. I, uh, but the creator of the universe is going to be singing. You were. When you go there, when you go to his house, you'll be able to hear his voice singing. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And this, um, we rarely uh, preach and teach on Zephaniah. Now, I do because the entire book is really about the day of the Lord. But from what I just read to you to the end, which is only about four or five more scriptures, here's the last verse in Zephaniah. At that time will I bring you again, even in that time that I gather you. For I'll make you a name and a praise among all the people of the earth. When I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. So he's going to bring them back to the land. There'll be no more in, in, the, in, the, in the nations. And that the, um, the people of the earth, the, the Gentiles... The Jewish name, the name of Israel, is going to be a praise because the Lord is in their midst. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. As you say, there's very little taught on this. And uh, the to, to be able to look forward to this, it's um, it, it, it opens your mind and your heart and be, starts to make you hungry for what what is what is so beautiful. 
and uh, it draws you in. The more you understand it, the more you, you teach it. I, I want to thank you for opening the eyes of uh, all of us to oh. this uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, life that is is to be in the in the millennial. In the millennium. Well, I think what I'm going to do when I teach on the day of the Lord, I'm going to um, uh, pull out the scriptures. Well, I don't know about all of them, but I'll make a nice teaching on the millennial reign of the Lord. Because like what I just read to you is the millennial reign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so and we'll it, establish it, that, it, and I'll pull it, out what Ezekiel says. And I'll pull out what uh, well Zephaniah says here, and uh, Zechariah, Isaiah. I mean, oh, I, you know Jeremiah. I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of Jeremiah right now, but Joel writes about it. So we'll we'll get into the scriptures about the millennial reign of the Lord, and we'll well, what we'll do is I'll take these blocks of scriptures and we'll just read them and discuss them because they're interesting and no one. You know, I don't know. There's not much taught on it, and there's not much, not much written on it. There is always some, but um, there's not much. So we'll make a nice teaching out of it, Pastor Fred. That would be wonderful because I would dare say, if you ask the average Christian anything about the millennial reign, they they might know uh, that uh, it's it's a thousand years, but they have no clue as to what it's all about. Uh, and where it's to be, and uh, how it's to be, and whether life is is on this planet. And uh, I, I'm sure that it would be very, very profitable. Okay. All right. And by the way, I did figure out what the problem was. So my presentation is now viable here. And later on, when we're in prayer, what I did was I have the prayer covenant um, part of the PowerPoint presentation. So I'm set up that I can read it uh, and I can display it on PowerPoint so the people that are with us can read along with us. You know. Oh, wonderful. And then I have uh, scriptures about... Um, I thought w- w- interesting that we should keep in mind, Pastor Fred. In fact, um, when I taught the other day on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, something registered kind of with the first time for me is that um, there were at least 3,000 saved on the day of Pentecost. And then you read on, and it talks about 5,000 men. So there could have been, that could that could have been doubled, you know, that 5,000 with women and young involved. It could be, you know, who knows how many, but certainly more than 5,000. And they were doing it without all of the equipment that we have. Um, however, yeah. however it was being done, maybe God supernaturally amplified uh, their voices. But like three thousand, that's a that's a huge crowd for one person to preach to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you'd have people surround you'd have people all angles around you, so you'd be speaking to your right and in front of you and to your left and all. So that's something that we got to take note of, that um, we don't always have to rely on the... Because I dare say, most of us, even in a small church, 
they don't think of preaching without an amplifier. And uh, it's like <laughs> if you can't be heard or you won't be heard. Well, yeah. that's um, a lot of the time is because you're dealing with elderly folk who need need uh, the amplification as it is in our situation. But um, in other churches, the um, yeah, well, when you get a crowd into a, a safer, crowded room, uh, amplification is required, I suppose. Um, we're not used to, um, well, actually, we like it, I suppose, and we're so used to it. Well, to have the, the great evangelist George Whitfield, um, Benjamin Franklin wrote about the amplification of his voice, and uh, he he said that it, it was astonishing how far you could hear Whit, Whitfield's voice. He had to be anointed of the Lord. He had to be, and I, I forget now exactly what it was. But he, he paced off like thousands could hear uh, Whitfield preaching at the same time. Because Franklin paced it off how far it was, and it was incredible. So maybe that's what happened, that the, um, the Lord just anointed the voices so that it could carry. Like the trump of God, you know. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, um, before we go to prayer... I wanted to um, mention this, this this one Psalm 18, just the start of it, and um, it's it's also in the historical books of the Bible. It's it's the only one that's quoted word for word. Basically, we mentioned it before in Second Samuel 22, um, and towards the end of uh, David's life, you have this. A song of Praise, which is a song, uh, the first probably six or seven verses was an actual song uh, with um, as if you would write poetry. And um, it's it's phenomenal that you have this Psalm 18 and Second uh, Samuel 22, uh, where David is, um, and I'll, I'll give start reading from Second uh, Samuel 22. This is how it starts. And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. That's the preface to it. And in uh, Psalm 18, the preface is, I will bless thee, O Lord, my strength. And then the the next one, uh, verse in verse 2 it's basically verbatim, word for word. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. And um, just the God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. So you have this um, amazing um, description of what God is like. And um, it's it's prayer. God answers prayer. And one of the, um, the best um, ways of dealing with our problems uh, with with our uh, verse five, he says, "When the waves of death compassed me, the 
floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, and the snares of death pre prevented me, came before me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. Well, that temple would be the temple from heaven where God reigns, because the temple hadn't been built yet. And um, this was maybe near the end because of his, of his life. But it has to be a significant psalm if it is uh, mentioned twice and um, gives to us so much. And it's uh, the Psalm 18 is a long psalm, as is uh, 2 Samuel uh, 22. I wanted to just illustrate that idea of how God delivers us through prayer. Um, everybody knows, and not everybody, but to the sound of my voice, but Mike Evans has been a great friend of uh, Israel, and you probably knew, know, John, that he had this uh, school on Long Island. And uh, there was a time back in uh, when Jimmy Carter was president, I suppose that was in the 70s, and he had a sister, Ruth, is it Ruth Stapleton Carter? Do you remember yes. her yes. name? Yes. Yeah, and the name of Mike Evans's place was uh, Beth Yeshua. Well, she and he were both, both Mike Evans and uh, Ruth Stapleton uh, Carter were at a, um, I, I believe it was a Billy Graham crusade. And Ruth Stapleton uh, Carter gets up and says, I'm going to uh, go to Beth Yeshua and uh, tell all the Jews about Jesus. That's basically as colloquial as I can put it. Now, this caused a furore at that time in uh, in the highest places amongst the uh, Jewish rabbis. They went to, uh, the, I think it was Begin, the um, prime minister, uh, insisted that he talk to Carter and tell uh, Carter that uh, this was totally wrong and she's not to go there and do this. And um, poor old um, Mike Evans was was totally devastated. Now she may have done it ignorantly, but um, that's what what was announced from New York at the time. I believe it was from New York. And um, what happened as a result of that? Jimmy Carter had to have spoken to his sister, and she uh, called Mike Evans a cultist. Told him that he was as, uh, as in, in public and uh, in the press that he was as bad and as any any cult that there is, and that he was to be shunned and she was not going to go there. And um, this caused Mike Evans tremendous trouble for for a long time. Now I don't know if you know the the full history of uh, Mike Evans. He's he's a friend of all the uh, Israeli prime ministers, and they have this. A wonderful center in uh, in Israel now, a kind of a museum um, which talks more about how the Christians have helped the uh, the Jewish people. But how did he get over this? He prayed, and David gives us the uh, the, the Psalm Psalm eighteen. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. Please, folks, the sound of my voice. Don't lose out on this. So many times we, we have to talk about our distresses to others. We have to share them. We have to uh, voice them abroad. 
the best way to deal with with uh, with distress with um, people who are coming to destroy you, whether it's your reputation or your your very self. And there's both of those things are happening in our day and age. Christians are being murdered and killed. And uh, there are those who are willing to use their tongue to uh, to hurt people. The best way to get it, to get yourself over this is to pray. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. And that's what the testimony of Mike Evans was. And uh, he was able to overcome after much suffering and much many trials. I, I can't give you the whole story because I, I'm not fully aware of it, but um, it was... Uh, in in his in his words, the only thing that got me out of it was prayer. But it took a long time. Let's let's hear the words of David towards the end of his life when he realizes that the Lord had delivered him from all his enemies and all his trials. He's still able to say, "The Lord's my rock. He's he's, he's a rock to me, and I uh, he will deliver me." I cried and I called upon the Lord, and that's why we are crying and calling upon the Lord for an outpouring of his Holy Spirit. Because he is, he's made a promise. Uh, it's in Joel that each generation will be given the opportunity. Anyhow, John, I don't want to take any more of your time. No, thank you. That was very uh, timely. I just want to add a little, because I remembered that. When you were talking about that, I remember it. And to add to all of that, there was someone working in the post office that was that sabotaged Mike, and they were stealing. Back then, most people, well, there really was not many much done on credit cards compared to today. And people would send checks in, and uh, they were stealing his mail, not to you know um, fraudulently cash the checks but to destroy his ministry. And there were tens of thousands of dollars. And finally, there was an investigation. They found out what happened because people were saying, I'm sending you money. And he says, I'm not getting it. But it uh, and he, it broke him. He also received a lot of death threats I'm at sure that he time. Did. Yeah. Yeah. So he left Long Island. He went to Texas. He started all over in Texas. There you are. That's, 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 the, that's the story. That's the true story. I figured you knew about it. Really yeah, I had I had been there a couple times. It was very good. I really enjoyed going to um, Beth Yeshua. Right. And one other, went there. One, one other thing. One other thing to add with what you said, and um, you're you are aware. So, yeah, you're aware of what happened. But uh, for a period of time, I went through um, really at work there when I was an agent in New York. In fact. You became uh, friends with my partner, Bill Shea. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and you heard from Bill, too, what had happened. They, they, went, they went after both of us. And uh, it was brutal for a couple of years. I mean, um, I would say about three years it was hellish uh, what they tried to do. But the Lord, I just kept close to the Lord. Me and Bill prayed a lot. And the Lord got us through everything. And then at the end, uh, he really vindicated me, which I, I don't know if I'll... Well, maybe I will, just quickly. Um, what happened was I had actually three very significant cases. They weren't at the same time. They were kind of spread out. 
And this one particular boss that uh, I believe he was a sociopath. I didn't know it then, but now now when I, I know what a sociopath is, I believe he was a sociopath. I won't mention his name. There's no need to. Um, and he was brutal, not only with me, but against uh, Bill also. Um, they called me into uh, the headquarters, which was New York City. I worked on Long Island. Didn't tell me what it was about. So to make a long story short, I got two uh, letters of commendation from the U.S. Attorney's Office, one Eastern District of New York and the other the Western District of New York, and a letter of uh, commendation from headquarters in Washington for a terroristic case that I I worked and was able to solve and, and get it done. And he had to hand them to me. <laughs> I'll never forget this, Pastor Fred. He had to hand them to me. This, the, the, well, these uh, were high honors, weren't they? Oh, you know, oh, letters of commendation from the U.S. Attorney's Office are for, for virtually unheard of. Virtually unheard of. And, I mean, everybody's eyes were popping in the office. <laughs> when, I, when they saw, I had these three letters, one from... Uh, Washington from what we called national office. Um, some guy, it, it, he had gone insane. I might as well say, at a government office, and it was he went. It was today he would have been really arrested quickly, but back then it was different. And um, I was able to track him down. I spent days trying to find him, and I finally did. And he was in jail for. By the state police, and uh, I work with the his uh, the state police. I work with the medical, uh, the doctors, and uh, was able to. Well, how can I explain it? I was able to remedy this. That's the way. But every day, I had to report to uh, the headquarters in Washington about this incident. So they liked it the way I handle it so well. They. Uh, they gave me a letter of commendation, which, to the best of my knowledge, I don't know of no one else that got one. So I got them all at the same time. And this this um, this um, supervisor who was trying to destroy me, he had to give me these letters, Pastor Fred. I could still see his face, and he had his head bowed. He didn't look at me in the eyes. He put his head down, and he, he pointed the – he had the letter in his hand. In fact, he threw it. He, like um, – he, he like flung it at me with his head down. Flipped so, it down the table. Yeah, flipped so it. would slide flipped, to you. Yeah, yeah. So you I took can, my, You can imagine the scene. I took my it, time it re- reading it and said, oh, th- this is very nice. I said, yes, thank you very much. So anyways, the Lord vindicated me, and uh, it, it, it just seemed like I would never get out from this. It, every day it was being, it was pressure. Every day, and without let up. It's it's what I'm I'm trying to bring out on this uh, thing because jo- um, David was being chased for 17 years, wasn't it? For uh, at least close to that by Saul, he had to r- run away into the wilderness, and uh, there were many things that happened if you read the Old Testament um, to David. And uh, in my distress, he's still able to say it at the end. I called upon the Lord, and and what you're saying is, John, that the distress that you were put through. And and one wonders why a Christian or a lover, uh, especially the friend of God, he, we, he, David's considered to be 
a friend of God. Uh, and you see the same situations with uh, Moses and others who um, who go through these these life-changing uh, uh, things that, are, that try to uh, tear you apart. And uh, the word at, at the end should be, in my distress I called upon the Lord and he heard me. It's uh, it's amazing that you do have to go through these battles. It's just like when uh, the Six Day War was it when they took over Jerusalem. Um, they really it was the fiercest fighting was for them to take over Jerusalem. They lost more soldiers there than they did with the Egyptians. Um, they it, there there seems to be this um, I don't know um, the Christian life seems to sometimes have for those who. Um, are all out for the Lord instead of a, a, a tiptoeing through the tulips it's like uh, trudging through the minefields but at the same time the Lord is with you the Lord is sustaining you the Lord is keeping you uh, and, and you're able to look back on these situations as you've just testified John and in my distress I called upon the Lord and he, he delivered me out of all of my troubles but it takes time sometimes, and so one is not to give up or to think that God is not hearing or answering. Isn't that isn't that the perseverance? Isn't that the one of the main requirements of when you're going through stress? What would you say that, John? Yeah, and you need uh, prayer support, and that that battle there was nine years at uh, in York, Pennsylvania, over the abortion center. And the, everybody was against us, everybody. The courts, the uh, police, the, the district attorney, and uh, the mayor of the city. And all we have is a little ragtag group of us, just a little ragtag, maybe eight or ten. And, um, and they weren't, they weren't uh, Billy Grahams or Billy Sundays. They were folk who sang hymns and... Uh, right. And held signs and uh, and right. were faithful week in and week out, weren't they? Right. Wasn't right. that the point? Right. And uh, we, uh, the Lord gave us victory over and victory over victory and victory, and finally, you know, at the end, after nine years, we won. And they were Praise playing, God. but you know, we didn't give up. We stood in prayer with the Lord. And it was a bad feeling, Pastor Fred, when the district attorney of York County was looking at me with like a wild animal. And um, I was rebuking him publicly in public hearings for what he was doing. <laughs> I, If the speed limit was 65 going through that county, I did 64. I didn't jaywalk. I didn't. It was because I felt if they ever got a hold of me for anything, that I they trump it up to be, you know. So, but that was that was that was quite a that was quite an experience um, taking on the district attorney of York County, and we won. We won in federal court. We ended up winning. So let's um, let's go to prayer. And Pastor Fred, I'm thinking. Along with what you were do, pray, uh, talking about, let's pray for uh, people that might be enduring hardship, like you've described, like you were describing about David. Um, yes. Let's let's pray for them, and then let's pray for 
the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I don't know if we'll have enough time, but if you, I'll read the uh, covenant, the prayer covenant that we have, and because um, uh, we 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 did pray quite a bit for uh, the election, and I felt that if um, Israel needed America's back, still because eventually Israel, God will be taking care of Israel. That he that uh, Trump would be elected, which he did, but now we can't give up in prayer because of the situation there. That's nonstop with him, but we need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit to kind of stabilize America, Pastor Fred. Absolutely, absolutely. We don't have the political base here anymore. So uh, we we need a a real God's people need to need to pray. Yes, absolutely, we need to pray. So go ahead, Pastor Fred, um, as the Lord so leads, we, please pray for us. Yes, I, I will read the, I will read the the psalm again, just that one part of it. When he starts off by saying, and this is David towards the end of his life, after he'd won all his battles, uh, I will I love thee, O Lord, my strength. Psalm eighteen. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. And I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death came before me, prevented me. In my distress, verse 6, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even unto his ears. Now, and if you want to follow it, I would suggest you, you read it one day. God in heaven hears the cry, and you look at what happens on earth and what, what he does and what he will do. It that The verses following in that Psalm 18 reminded me of what would happen when Jesus Christ uh, won the battle against Satan uh, at the cross, at the crucifixion. It, it just reminds me of that because there's this great uh, description of, of, of what, how God felt and what he did. Uh, if you want to read that later on, it talks about the flood and other things. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have your word, that your word comes to us in times of stress, in times of distress, times when sometimes we are facing persecution or we are facing trials, whichever they are, the sorrows of hell could compass us and, and, and try to take away our faith. For we know that there is one who would take away our faith and take away our belief and try to uh, cause us to, to fear and to cause to take away the sound mind and the love and, and the, the, the Holy Spirit that the Lord has given to us. Heavenly Father, we come before you, seeking your face as corporate body, asking you, Lord, uh, to remind us and to be thankful for the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ came down on this earth, lived and obe- obeyed his Father, and uh, obeyed him to the point where he died for our sins, uh, gave himself up to become 
sin for us, something that we could not fathom or understand, but we want to thank you, Heavenly Father, for the Lord Jesus Christ shedding his blood for us and for his willingness to allow us to repent and calling us to repentance and placing that faith within our hearts. It's his grace that has saved us through faith. It's not ourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have allowed us to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, to pray to you, to call upon you. And especially, as we've mentioned, as we've become children of yours in times of stress, in times of testing, you say that you will uphold us and you will hear our cry, and you do. And we're praying, Heavenly Father, that we... Uh, in our uh, humanity might understand that as we persevere and in our distress cry unto the Lord and, and continue to pray, whatever situation we are in, that we will look back on uh, with, with, with victories in our hearts and say, Lord, truly, you answered prayer. And we don't want to doubt your answers to prayer. We don't want to... Uh, cry out to you and say, Lord, you, you're not doing what we're asking you to do. We want to be believers, Lord. We believe, Lord, that even as we pray concerning our distresses and persevere, that as we pray and seek your face, you will hear and you will answer in your way and in your time. And we will allow that trust in you to be there. And that will bring great peace because great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we can. In our distresses and in our calamities and in when we have the sorrows of hell coming to us to try to destroy us, you give us the victory. You hear our prayer. You hear our cry. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you. And now, Lord, we also join together to pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. We join together um, across the nations within the body of Christ and cry out to you and understand, Lord, that you have uh, a promise that has been made and a promise that has been kept. And we believe, Lord, that from the day of uh, when, the Pente when Pentecost was fallen on that first time. We believe, Lord, and we pray that each generation since then, he has fallen upon those of your generation that have waited upon the Lord, those who are your, uh, your own, and that has empowered them to preach the word up, up until this generation, Lord. And now, Lord, we cry out to you that you might give to us an outpouring of your Holy Spirit such as we have never seen before, that we might uh, lay ourselves open, surrender ourselves, fast and pray and seek your face and praise our Heavenly Father because he is worthy to be praised and because he answers our prayer and because he has a time for when he will pour out his Holy Spirit. And the, the, the results of that will be so clear and so, under, so understood. We thank you for the many times we have already seen um, in, in geographic locations, in churches and in, in towns and in uh, 
tribes and in villages and in uh, homes, the, the the outpouring of your Holy Spirit in meetings, Lord, where there's been literally um, thousands, and in smaller meetings and street meetings where your Holy Spirit has fallen upon people, convicted them of sin as you promised, and brought them into the kingdom, caused them to repent, and shown your mercy, Lord, to them. You are choosing out uh, your own, Lord, and we thank you for that. And so, Heavenly Father, we join together asking that you might pour out your Holy Spirit and cause us, each one, to cry out to you daily, to long for the day when our Lord Jesus Christ will come back. But in between time, Lord, we are looking for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. We wait for him to come back. We thank you that you've given to us scriptures that tell us what your plans are for the future, for your bride, for, for that which you're coming to claim as your own. We pray, Lord, that there may be many more that we see coming into your kingdom, that as, as a result of the outpouring of your Holy Spirit, we shall see imams, Muslims, Buddhists, uh, atheists, men and women who are rebelling against God, those who are cold-hearted and have turned their hearts away from the Lord. Lord God, bring them all back with your outpouring of your Holy Spirit, even as you've promised. We praise you and thank you for the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ to heal broken hearts, to save the lost, to release prisoners from who are bound in prison, especially those who are caught in drugs, Lord. Lord God, forgive us as a nation for opening our ways to more drugs like marijuana and uh, recreational drugs. Lord, they are sicknesses which would harm our nation, destroy the minds and the brains of our, our children. It's already happening, Lord, with heroin and with fentanyl and all the other drugs that have been brought in crack and other other drugs, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for not having been the salt and the light to a world that is lost. Allow us to, and that's why, Lord, we are asking for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. We're asking that we may be brave and willing to see uh, whatever you want to do, Lord. But, Lord, we thank you for the many places and ways in which you have already begun in, uh, with your body, looking after those in, in places like Pakistan and in India and in, in Africa, those that you've placed within the, the realms of uh, Abba Father's Fellowship. I thank you for each one, Lord. Thank you for each one who pray with us. Bless them, Lord. Keep them in your care, we pray. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, amen, Pastor Fred. I'd like. Uh, I got a call earlier today, well, through Skype with uh, Pastor Jamil, and he asked me if I would preach tomorrow night at his church. I think he has uh, several churches coming together, so I told him I would. So, would you um, uh, bring that up in prayer? Yes, tomorrow night is it? Yeah, it would be tomorrow yes. morning here, but tomorrow night in Pakistan. Heavenly Father, we bring before you the uh, folk in uh, Pakistan, especially Pastor Jamil and his workers, and the uh, preparations for the uh, meeting that is to be held uh, amongst churches. 
and um, where you have uh, ordained that uh, John would uh, preach. And so, Lord, we're praying for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Lord. We are praying, Heavenly Father, that the um, translation uh, and then the um, transmission between countries, the Skype and the the electronics and all the, the power presentation, and everything would work, Lord, and there would be no power outages, and that during this moment, uh, during the time that he'll be speaking in uh, our time tomorrow night, their time tomorrow morning, we ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be poured out in such a great way to uh, that, that there would be uh, rejoicing in heaven for many who will turn their hearts over to the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, too, for healing of broken hearts. We pray, too, for healing of bodies, Lord, healing of minds, healing of spirits. And, Lord, for boldness, take away the fear, Lord, and replace it with love, power, and a sound mind, that which you have promised. And may all the spirits be bound, those who are evil spirits. You've told us, Lord, deliver us from evil to pray. And so we're praying, Heavenly Father, that you would bind, in the, and we bind in the name of Jesus, any spirit that would try to uh, stop people from hearing and coming to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus. May the, the everything be clear, Lord. And we thank you for this, this way of John being able to preach in Pakistan. How blessed we are. How blessed they are. And how blessed is your kingdom. We pray, Lord, that your kingdom may come, your will may be done, uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And that this time that is short right now might bring in a great harvest into your kingdom. And then send out the workers, Lord, those that come to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Send them out to win more into your kingdom. I thank you for wisdom and understanding and the power of your Holy Spirit to be with John and and Jamil and whoever does the translating. And all those that will be hearing, prepare their ears, we pray. And hear our cry, Lord, for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen. Amen. Amen, Pastor Fred, amen. We kind of, I won't say we drifted away, but we're just refocusing again on praying for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And the timing is perfect because I was talking to uh, Pastor Zephaniah, and I, I had shared that, but I was continuing with him today. And he said there's a surge of pastors um, joining um, Abba Father's International Fellowship and that they are coming to his meeting in uh, July. And I'll be, uh, it's a three-day meeting and I'll be speaking all three days there. But he said that it's just an incredible surge when people see the results of preaching the gospel, and he sent me to heal the broken hearts, that they all want to be a part of it, Pastor Fred. They all want to be a uh, part of it. So there's like hundreds. Well, that's, that's, that's the anointing that the Lord has placed upon that ministry, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, so it, it, It's both in written form in the... In the uh, in the brochure and and in the spoken form with the pastors uh, taking it up, it's 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 wonderful, absolutely, and it is an outpouring of His Holy Spirit. 
You so, want to read the covenant? Oh yes, yes. Let me. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I have to get my slide projection. Um, my PowerPoint. Let's see how it works. Should be coming across. I, it's not showing on my screen, but it takes. A, it take, there's quite a delay. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to find the a hard copy the, and start the, reading. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. The people can see it now. People can see it. So I'm going to have to find the covenant. Here we go. Abba Father's International Fellowship Prayer Covenant. It starts off with uh, Joel chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Sanctify ye a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord, Alas! For the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Abba Father, we come before you in the precious name of the Lord Jesus, understanding the hour in which we live. We see the day of the Lord approaching, and we are crying out to you according to your word. We cry out in repentance for our sins and the sins of our nations. We cry out for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We realize that the time is short before the Lord Jesus comes for his bride. But according to your word, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit will continue until he comes. We are humble before you with the manifest sins of our nations, recognizing how this offends your holiness. By faith, we ask for one more outpouring of the Holy Spirit both to win untold numbers of souls to the Lord Jesus and hold back the terrible spirit of the Antichrist. We are no match for this spirit without the power of your Holy Spirit. We can only stand against it. We can stand against it only through your power. With this mighty outpouring, we ask for the healing of the brokenhearted, the opening of prison to them that are bound, and to setting at liberty of them that are bruised. We need our hearts healed from rejection, shame, and fear. We need our hearts filled with the spirit of adoption so we can cry, Abba, Father. Abba, free us completely from the spirit of bondage and fear and fill us with power, love, and a sound mind. Free us completely of unbelief and have us grow mighty in faith to please you. Being full of faith, you then can use us to do mighty things in the name of Jesus Christ, that he might be glorified. According to your word, we agree to fast one day a week, Tuesday or Thursday, as you lead us to fast. We claim all the blessings from your word as we fast and pray. Now I'm going to read Isaiah 58, verse 6 and 9. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness? To undo the heavy burdens? To let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke? Then shalt thou call and the Lord shall answer. Then shalt thou cry and he will say, Here I am. In the past you sent many great outpourings of the Holy Spirit. And we are asking our Abba for one more before the groom comes for his bride. 
<clears throat> we want a great harvest in heaven with you. With our Abba, we want to shine like the stars forever and ever. Daniel 12.3 We stand on our Abba's promise to send a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which is according to his word. And we are all in one core accord, just like on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 The church was birthed with power and the Holy, of the Holy Spirit, and we want to go with you in that same power. The great outpouring first came to Jerusalem. We beseech you for another great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon your people Israel. Like your people Israel, like you first sent 2,000 years ago. And that I'm going to read Acts 2, 17 through 21. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servant and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass... That whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Abba Father, we love you as little as little children, and <clears throat> believe the word with the same faith as children. We know when we ask our Abba that He hears us. Father, as the end grows near, it will become like the days of Noah, to protect us from the wicked one, and from the love of the world. We come under the power and authority of your word and your name. We're going close to you for protection and asking that you heal all the broken hearts of your people along with freeing us from all bondage so that the bride is ready for the groom. Amen. 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 A wonderful covenant for us to um, repeat and uh, call upon the Lord. Uh, It's... uh, it's available, and um, for those who, who would like to have get a copy of it, um, how do they do it? Uh, well, that's you know that's a really good question. I think at the end of this, I'll, I'll put that in there. The way you get it is by going to um, Abba Fathers International Fellowship uh, website, and when you bring the website up, right up on the top. You'll see Prayer Covenant. Just click on it, and there it is. We put it in an old parchment-type setting, so it gives it like a uh, just, it gives us a, a nice look when you're when you're reading it. Yeah, you spent some time on that. That's good. That's wonderful. Well, Pastor Fred, think of hundreds and maybe heading into the thousands of churches praying that prayer covenant and fasting one day a week um, all in one accord focusing on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit something really good has to happen <laughs> if that's if that's if that's the case Pastor Fred Amen, yes uh, we walk by faith not by sight so we need to believe that as we pray that the Lord does hear, I mean David makes that very clear. He's my rock. 
Uh, our God, there's no changing about him. And um, we can cry out to him and he hears. And we, as we pray and as we uh, read the covenant, we are to remind us, ourselves that um, this, this is a prayer hearing God. He hears and answers prayer. And, and the, the testimony of Abba Father's Fellowship is, is, is one example of this. But there's many, many examples in Scripture. But isn't that so, John? We've, uh, you've, you've mentioned it quite a few times now that we started to pray and uh, look, look where it's, uh, it's brought Abba Father's Fellowship. Well, when we prayed, we had no idea where this was going to take us. We thought it was just going to be local here in, in, in the United States. And next thing you know, there's contacts in India and Pakistan and Pastor Zephaniah and the brochures are being translated into many, many languages. And then the book, When Jesus Set You Free, um, that was translated in then the it, imam Muslims are getting saved and Hindus are getting saved under the brokenhearted message and uh, the books are in schools in in Africa they're using them for to to have like great not grade school junior high schools they're giving them and the you know the list just goes on and on and on of of what's incredible things are happening so there is a bona fide uh, to me Pastor Fred. If um, if we preach, uh, when I say we, people in the ministry, and they preach, and you see significant numbers of Hindus coming to the Lord and Buddhists and um, Muslims coming to the Lord, uh, that's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. For sure. For sure. We, uh, we've mentioned before how... Uh, there have been missionaries back in the 1900s, 1800s that uh, served their whole lives and would be lucky for they baptized one person living in, in under persecution, uh, living under trying circumstances, living without the normal means of, uh, of medical or, or um, protection of their government or and uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to uh, to see that the, the Lord has allowed us to see through the um, brochure, for instance, on, on the brokenhearted, the, the 30 or 40 or 50 languages that it's in. We need to pray more for those places where it still has to be uh, translated. We're still looking for the Chinese one uh, to be completed and uh, to go into China. We're still looking for the answers for countries that don't um, give to us results. Uh, for instance, the Farsi version for in Persia, Iran. Um, but there, we believe that as we pray that things have been occurring and happening, uh, even though we don't hear about it. But we are looking to the Lord for extra um, translations to go out, but um, that's that's only because it's so natural that we should pray for uh, workers in the harvest field. This is a worker, this brochure. It's an anointed worker, and once it gets into the hand of local pastors and national pastors, they come alive with it uh, as they see people's hearts turned over to the Lord Jesus who, who wouldn't have even thought of it. I mean, it's the message of Jesus Christ that 
through the power of the Holy Spirit that is turning people to an understanding. They, they, they probably heard the gospel preached how many hundreds of times, but all of a sudden the Holy Spirit is at work. The word is quick and powerful and people's hearts are turning to the Lord. And when we say Muslims, we say to ourselves, well, that's impossible. Uh, we did in years gone by, but uh, with Abba Father's Fellowship, we're, we're expecting more. We're expecting imams and then uh, mos- mosques to close. We're expecting and believing, and we're walking by faith as well in our prayers. Isn't that precious? It's increasing our faith. Yes. It's uh, nothing to us now to have you know, so many different religions um, come to the Lord. It's it's like just normal. <laughs> it's amazing. But I want to share a testimony. I nearly forgot it. Um, my daughter, well, she's in China right now, and she uh, she married a Chinese man. And um, what happened was he wanted to go back to see his family. And my daughter had worked in China for about three years, and uh, in Beijing and. She wanted to go back to the place where she worked and meet the people again. And they, they wanted to go on a, like a little bit of a tour. So I, so I have the, that Chinese brochure done. I have the brochure done in Chinese. The problem, it's done in uh, Taiwanese Chinese, which is um, harder for mainland Chinese people to read. They can read it, but it's hard. That's why we're trying to get it done in the mainland Chinese. So anyways, uh, in fact, I was, I, I was taking her to the airport, and I pulled out a big handful, I would say two to three hundred of the, of the Chinese brochures, and I said, can you use these in China? And she said, yes, yeah. So she took them into China, and I was, uh, my son-in-law is home. He came home early, he had to go back to work, and she's still there with my, uh, granddaughter but he told me that um his father does not believe in the lord but he gave him the broken hearted brochure and he read it pastor fred and oh, he, wow. he made no sign of coming to the lord but um my son-in-law was so excited he told his dad that it was from me that it was from <laughs> rachel's father and uh, uh, so he read it, and uh, so my son-in-law is, just has to believe that the Lord is really going to work in his life now, because his father has a real busted-up heart, um, and his um, it, uh, my son-in-law's mother died shortly after uh, childbirth. I think it may have been childbirth that uh, she died from complications. I think of childbirth. And there are all sorts of other things that happened in his life. And they went to the area of China where they're from. Now, uh, when we think of countries of being monolithic, <clears throat> like everywhere in China, it's brutal to the Christians, and it's not so. And everywhere in other countries, you know, it's brutal. And there's pockets where it's not like that. And where my son-in-law is from, there's so many believers that the uh, church is really out in the open. It's not. It's not underground. Technically, you could say it is, but they're out in the open. They're not hiding anything. 
because the area is just saturated with believers. So they they took the big pile of brochures and brought it into um, the, the the church there in uh, China and gave it to uh, the pastor to use and distribute it in the area. So there you go, Pastor Fred. The the Chinese brochure there is in uh, in being used in China. Answer the prayer again. That's wonderful. That's precious. Even though it's not perfect, but it's 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 understandable, and uh, it's it reminds me of uh, as if I think reading um, the uh, ancient and old two uh, hundred year old script uh, of the scriptures uh, as it was in 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 letters were a little different, but you could you could still understand it and. Uh, uh, I'm thinking of uh, German and Estonian and a few other languages that I've, I've been aware of. How uh, it's it's sometimes difficult, but once you uh, get the hang of it, it it's, uh, it works well. So this was in like Taiwanese Chinese, and now we've we've got the uh, other one being on its way uh, has yet to be finalized. Uh, the graphics is it that uh, we need to pray about? I don't know, Pastor Fred. It. it goes into um, it goes into an, uh, a black hole <laughs> so okay we're gonna have to have to pray that it gets out of the black hole yeah. and, uh, because it's I think it's uh, it's timing again John it is timing the Lord has his time for these things and uh, they um, but we do know that that tract is anointed it has poured out the Holy Spirit in many different uh, areas of the world. Okay. Well, if you want to pray a little more, Fred, until you have to, Pastor Fred, until you have to go, that would be wonderful. Lord, we thank you again that we can come together and be part of the uh, kingdom of God. Uh, we know that uh, you have spoken much, your son did, while he was on earth about the uh, kingdom of God, uh, that it was uh, something that we had to prepare ourselves for, and uh, um, especially when he spoke on the on the Sermon on the Mount, he taught us so many uh, aspects of the kingdom and so many ways in which we're, we were to see changes come about in our lives as we prayed for the kingdom and as we sought the kingdom. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that... Uh, you have allowed us to come together to pray. For, Lord, we believe that the prayers of the saints will one day be offered up and uh, will be all answered, every one of them. And uh, many will be answered as a judgment upon the earth when the time for judgment has come. Not that we're desiring, Lord, that uh, there should be any judgment on the earth, but there has to be, according to scriptures, because our God is holy. And he cannot uh, stand by and allow uh, rebellious nations and rebellious people uh, to um, thwart his kingdom and to uh, come against his kingdom. Lord, we see the signs, Heavenly Father, for as you uh, sent your angels and um, to speak to uh, Abraham concerning Gomorrah, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, Lord, how... Um, the cry of it had got reached up your ear, up to your ears. Lord, we believe that the cry of the nations 
uh, in their sorrow and in their evil. Uh, those who are suffering, those who are, are poor, those who are hungering, uh, those who are being abused, those who are being um, sold into slavery, cry, and those who are being martyred for their uh, for their faith in the Lord Jesus, those who are in jails, suffering in countries like Korea, uh, North Korea. Heavenly Father, we seek your face concerning a world that is lost, and we wonder, Lord, why you are so merciful, why you are so gracious, and why you are allowing us to occupy and allow your word to go out. But you are generous, Lord, and you're merciful, and your grace is abound, abounds much more than human grace and human mercy. And we thank you for that. So, Heavenly Father, we're asking you to hold back your judgments until many more come into the kingdom. Hold back your judgments until an outpouring of your Holy Spirit sweeps, literally sweeps the earth. Heavenly Father, hear our prayer. Hear our prayer concerning our concerns, and surely uh, as we as human beings look upon this earth and see the violence and see the um, outpouring of, of evil and uh, wrong, and things that are turned upside down, surely you see and you hear and you understand. And yet, your Lord, you're merciful, you give time, and you allow your Holy Spirit to do his work. We thank you for having sent the Holy Spirit and for allowing him to do the work uh, within the hearts and lives of all those who are joining together with us both in prayer and in seeking to win the lost. We pray for our own family members, Lord. Those who don't know you, those who are lukewarm, those who are cold to the things of God. Heavenly Father, we cry out to you. Uh, soften them, warm them, allow your Holy Spirit to work in them. Lord God, hold back your return until such times as these people uh, come to a knowledge of Jesus. It is so devastating, Lord. It is so sad to see people hurtling, basically hurtling into an abyss, into a place of lostness, of loneliness, and of being away from the presence of the Lord. We have been given the privilege and the price has been paid for us to be part of your family, Lord, and to be looking forward to the blessed hope and the presence of the Lord to be in a land where it says the Lord is there and to have the Lord singing over us and, and to have the Lord looking upon us with that great love that he has, but actually to see it and feel it and sense it, Lord, how wonderful it would be, how wonderful it will be. And that's why we're so concerned for our friends and loved ones who don't know you. Heavenly Father, pour out your spirit, we pray. And hear our prayer. Continue to bless our Father's fellowship. And Lord God, give John the right words tomorrow as he preaches. And then in July as he preaches in Africa. Heavenly Father, prepare his hearts and prepare the ears and hearts of those who will be listening. And we bind the work of the enemy that would come against and stop this work and stop this preaching. Lord God, we stand against it. And praise you and thank you for the victory. In Jesus' precious name, I thank you. Amen. Amen. 
<clears throat> Amen, Pastor Fred. Amen. Thank you very much. Um, it's it's just it, it's such a an exciting. Um, I can't think of the word. Path is in my mind, but that's not the right word. It's just, when you seek the Lord, like we have now. This I'm, when I talk about we, I'm talking about everybody here in the ministry. Um, it's amazing um, what happens. You know the <clears throat> the doors that open, the events that happen, the victories. And the next thing you know, there's a brochure written that, and then it's going viral and it's winning so many souls. It's just that it's always exciting to serve the Lord. There's something always happening. And it's, I attribute it to the prayer that we're doing. We've been doing Monday night, Tuesday night, and tonight. This is what the Lord reacts to the prayer because we're, we're praying this in faith. Right, and it motivates us, and we're, we're praying according to what the Scriptures uh, would, would have. Uh, you're, and you're blessed as you consider writing and uh, uh, how the Lord has used uh, your mind and heart to, to reach uh, folk that you've, you've never seen, people you right. don't know, people right. you've not. It's, it's right. just blows your mind, John. It does, it does. Now hang on here, Pastor Jamil is in the room. He might be away from the uh, microphone now. Okay, Pastor Lord Fred, bless you, thank you, thank you very much. Okay, bye now. All right, God. Oh, 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 let me send you off with "I Need Jesus." Um, Pastor Jamil likes that that song also.
strong and true, yes, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus every tonight we still have some more time for prayer all right well let's have some more prayer um we might as well pray to uh till we're at the end here and um i'm just just uh, i i am keep it in keep me in prayer oh okay yeah jamil's contacting me he says he can hear me but i guess he can't speak yeah so please keep me in prayer tomorrow morning uh, I'll be preaching in Pakistan, which is night, or yeah, it's night in Pakistan, and it will be a sal- salvation message. And uh, we all—it's just exciting. These doors keep opening and opening and opening. So, Father, uh, I thank you for this opportunity to preach in Pakistan, and I pray for a um, a real message from the heart, Lord with your word that will win souls to you and edify the body of Christ. So that's what I'm asking for, Lord. I, I My mind's a blank slate, and I'm just asking that when the time comes, you fill me with your word so that I can speak right directly to the hearts of the people in Pakistan, Lord. So I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Lord, I want to pray for everybody that's a part of the ministry, Lord, we want to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Not, Lord, you are really blessing us in, in faraway lands. But we want, we're asking you for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit now for us, Lord. Now, here that we need in America, Lord. So, Father, uh, I pray that you take us to new levels, Lord. That you burn out of us unbelief and fear that would hinder uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord that we would be just vessels full of your power, love, um, peace, and joy. That's what we're asking for, Lord. So, Lord, um, and we all, are. you pour out your spirit at, for each one of us. You meet us where we are, Lord. Uh, some of us are, you know, uh, affecting lots of people, and others, we're not. We're just... Uh, have a small family, let's say, and neighbors and that. Well, that person needs the outpouring of the Holy Spirit also, Lord. So that's what we're asking for, that everyone that's a part of the ministry, Lord, that you would send power on high. And that is a boldness to speak for you, a fearlessness, Lord. It's really being free of of fear, Lord, because fear is what short-circuits your power in us. So, Lord, uh, in your word it says, For you not receive the spirit of bondage unto fear. 
So, Lord, in all of us, burn out that spirit of bondage, Lord, unto fear. Whatever it is, Lord. Whatever. Don't Don't leave one bit of it in us, Lord. Burn it out in the name of Jesus. Um, Lord, that um, we will be filled with the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So, Lord, it's like the spirit of bondage unto fear. The the way you fill it, the way you deal with that is you fill us with the spirit of adoption, where, but, but whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So, Lord, take that out of us. Lord, we are all overcomers. They overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and loved not their lives unto death. We are overcomers, Lord, by the by the blood covenant. The blood covenant you made on the cross with us. We're overcomers. And the word of our testimony, that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, that we are overcomers, we are victorious because of him, and love not our lives unto death means it's sold, we're sold out completely to you, Lord. And those three combined give us victory over any anything, Lord. So, Father, by the we're all under the blood of the everlasting covenant, and I ask that you mortify fear and unbelief in us, that you drain the power of fear and unbelief out of us, Lord, that you drain the vitality of fear and unbelief out of us, the function of fear and unbelief out of us, Lord, Mortify it. Just leave nothing in us of it, Lord. And then fill us with power and faith, Lord. Where there was fear, fill us with faith. Where there was um, unbelief, uh, no, fear, Lord, fill us full of power. And unbelief, Lord, fill us full of faith. All of us, Lord. That's what I'm asking for. A great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon everybody Lord, that's a part of this ministry. And Lord, we saw that in the great revival of 1800, how they prayed for, I don't know, a year. and I don't know how long, Lord. It was at least a year, maybe more. And then the Holy Spirit fell and everything changed, Lord. Everybody in the church was filled with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Everybody from the pastor on down. And then, Lord, the, the... they started to tell other people about you, and it was contagious in a good way, Lord. By word of mouth, this great revival started, Lord, that swept the country. That's what we want today, Lord. We've been crying out to you, and you've been doing marvelous things in Pakistan, Lord, in India, and and all over Africa. And we're asking for that to continue, Lord. We're asking that to t- go to new levels, higher levels, Lord with you more power for Pastor Jamil and Bishop Reinhardt and uh, Pastor Zephaniah Lord and I, there's so many pastors involved Pastor Amande there's so many now Lord I, I, I can't remember them all I, I don't even know them all but that's what we're asking for Lord a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit on them and we're also asking Lord that so many come to you that the mosques will close, Lord, because so many souls have come to you. So we're asking, Lord, um, for here too. We need the outpouring, Lord, because of the viciousness of the sin here, Lord. 
It's really vicious. There is a murdering spirit in these people. Um, Lord, we're asking now for the power of the Holy Spirit to restrain them, to hold them back, Lord. That's what it says in Second Thessalonians. Now that he that holds back will hold back until he's taken out of the way. So that's what we're asking for, Lord. That you hold back that spirit of Antichrist until the rapture comes. And then we know prophecy, Lord, after that, what happens. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you that we're, we're asking to be... Bible. The Bible talks about a gift of faith. Lord, I pray for the gift of faith for us. Because of faith, we can do all things, Lord. We can believe all things. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he that comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So that's what we're asking, Lord. That we're asking that we want to please you by faith and that we can just go to new heights with you, Lord. Everybody that's a part of the ministry, Lord. Everyone. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you for what you've you've done, Lord. So, Lord, if you didn't do another thing with us, it would be amazing. But it's nonstop. So thank you. Father, I'm asking for the loosening of funds. Um, we need that, Lord. There's many people here that need funds for needs, Lord. Um, they need jobs and they need um, to meet their, their needs. So we're asking for blessings upon everyone, Lord. And then to help Pastor Jamil and uh, in India, Lord, and Pastor Zephaniah. We need funds, Lord. I'm asking that you open the windows of heaven and bless us, Lord. Bless them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything you've done, Lord. Thank you how you've used us. and Just take us to new levels, Lord. New levels with you. So, Lord, we need your your body here in the United States needs to be energized by the Holy Spirit, Lord. We need to stand uh, against the wickedness, Lord. So, and we thank you, Lord, that every day we thank you for... Oh, Lord, we pray for the president. Lord, uh, I, I pray that he comes... Uh, he's been very soft towards Israel, but he's fooling around with that uh, peace plan. It, it can't work, Lord, because of Jerusalem. M- many reasons, but the big one's Jerusalem, Lord. And I pray he doesn't pressure Israel to divide Jerusalem. Lord, I pray, and to divide the land. Lord, he's weak on uh, homosexuality. I ask, Lord, that you'd strengthen him, that he would grow in this area strong, and be able to hinder it. And also, Islam, Lord, I'm asking that you raise him up to protect us, Lord. That's what I'm asking for. So I, I, I thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, Lord. You've been so good to us, Lord. It's, amazing, it's been an amazing journey, Lord, as the Bible calls it, a sojourn. Amazing, Lord. And just things just continually are happening. So we're asking for a sweeping move of your Holy Spirit, Lord, here, but also in Africa, also in Asia, Lord, in India, in Pakistan, Lord, in Nepal, in Sri Lanka, 
I'm getting reports back from Vietnam. Uh, Lord, a mighty, mighty move of your spirit, Lord. A mighty move, a huge harvest of souls, Lord. When you arise and you're moving, nothing can stop you, Lord. Move all the opposition out of the way. Please, in Jesus' name, move everything out of the way and that the Holy Spirit may be free, Lord, and multitudes, multitudes are going to come to you. In Jesus' name I ask these things. Amen. Well, we have only have a couple minutes left, and it was a uh, good time of prayer tonight, and Pastor Fred uh, showing us things from Psalm 18. Um, tomorrow night I'll be on, uh, I, don't, I don't have a radio show tomorrow night, but I'm on with Pastor Ernie in, um, he's from the Cleveland, Ohio area. So I'll announce that on my blog, and on my Facebook, it's, um, 10 to midnight and he does stream on the internet. And it's good shows. We, we cover no holes barred. Pastor Ernie doesn't hold back. And we have we have some real good um, good discussions. So if you if you want to, it's ten to twelve Eastern Standard Time. I'll be on the show with Pastor Ernie, and then uh, Saturday nothing. But then Sunday, we have the show looking for the Blessed Hope, and I do want to get started preaching about healing the brokenhearted. Um, I'd have to put just a PowerPoint presentation really together and I'd be ready to go. So I'm not sure. I want to talk it over with uh, several people first. What's the best time and what's the best day? Um, you know, and I can alter, alternate it. I can sometimes do it earlier in the morning because there are people all over the world that will be listening and it's not convenient for Eastern Standard. And I, I just don't know the day yet. It'd have to be, well, actually, it would have to be, if it's going to be in the evening, it'd have to be Friday or Saturday. And, if, and of course, it could be in the afternoon on Sunday. So um, that's one thing I'll be working on. And then we can get going. There's no, nothing holding uh, me back now from preaching once a week a healing the brokenhearted message. And then I want to put together a in-depth teaching message for like pastors and Christian workers. So there'll be two, two, there'll be a teaching, an in-depth teaching, and then there'll be like a, a preaching, preaching message to reach those that have a broken heart and they needed to be healed. So please keep that all in prayer. And I'd love you to be part of the, uh, what I'm preaching about healing the brokenhearted for you to be able to be there and be back up in prayer. Well, it's time to go. Um, the time goes very, very fast. And um, I don't know why, but I have a problem um, memorizing numbers 6. I'm going to have to spend some time on it. 6 uh, starting at uh, 23 there. I'll, let me see if I could do it without looking. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. Well, I got that. The Lord, um, we have some interference here. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord shine his face upon thee. 
and I am drawing a blank on the rest. And the Lord may, the Lord shine his face upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Once I get going on it, I'm okay. And let's uh, close with a uh, um, the prayer there from the, uh, from the high priest. God bless everybody. The ironic benediction. <laughs> Oh, Lord.